Welcome back to the weekly Bible reading. This is week 23. This week we're going to read Judges chapters 4 through 12. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we see these judges, these saviors of your people that you sent to save them, we thank you for your care over your people. We realize that each one of these people had their own faults. We pray that we would look to the great Savior that you sent, Jesus, the true Savior. We pray this through him. Amen. Judges chapter 4 The children of Israel again did that which was evil in Yahweh's sight when Ehud was dead. Yahweh sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor, the captain of whose army was Sisera, who lived in Herosheth of the Gentiles. The children of Israel cried to Yahweh, for he had nine hundred chariots of iron, and he mightily oppressed the children of Israel for twenty years. Now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, judged Israel at that time. She lived under Deborah's palm tree between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. She sent and called Barak the son of Abinoam out of Kadesh Naphtali and said to him, Hasn't Yahweh, the God of Israel, commanded? Go and lead the way to Mount Tabor, and take with you ten thousand men of the children of Naphtali and of the children of Zebulun. I will draw to you to the river Kishon, Sisera, the captain of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his multitude, and I will deliver him into your hand. Barak said to her, If you will go with me, then I will go, but if you will not go with me, I will not go. She said, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, the journey that you take won't be for your honor, for Yahweh will sell Sisera into a woman's hand. Deborah arose and went with Barak to Kadesh. Barak called Zebulun and Naphtali together to Kadesh. Ten thousand men followed him, and Deborah went up with him. Now Heber the Kenite had separated himself from the Kenites, even from the children of Hobab, Moses' brother-in-law, and had pitched his tent as far as the oak in Zaananim, which is by Kadesh. They told Sisera that Barak the son of Abinoam had gone up to Mount Tabor. Sisera gathered together all his chariots, even nine hundred chariots of iron, and all the people who were with him, from Herosheth of the Gentiles to the river Kishon. Deborah said to Barak, Go, for this is the day in which Yahweh has delivered Sisera into your hand. Hasn't Yahweh gone out before you? So Barak went down from Mount Tabor, and ten thousand men after him. Yahweh confused Sisera and all his chariots and all his army with the edge of the sword before Barak. Sisera abandoned his chariot and fled away on his feet. But Barak pursued the chariots and the army to Harasheth of the Gentiles, and all the army of Sisera fell by the edge of the sword. There was not a man left. However, Sisera fled away on his feet to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber, the Kenite. For there was peace between Jabin, the king of Hazor, and the house of Heber, the Kenite. Jael went out to meet Sisera and said to him, Turn in, my lord, turn in to me, don't be afraid. He came into her into the tent, and she covered him with a rug. He said to her, Please give me a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. She opened a container of milk and gave him a drink and covered him. He said to her, Stand by the door of the tent, and if any man comes and inquires of you and says, Is there any man here? You shall say, No. 
Linjeo, Heber's wife, took a tent peg and a hammer in her hand, and went softly to him, and struck the pin into his temples, and it pierced through into the ground, for he was in a deep sleep. So he fainted and died. Behold, as Barak pursued Sisera, Jael came out to meet him, and said to him, Come, and I will show you the man whom you seek. He came to her, and behold, Sisera lay dead, and the tent peg was in his temples. So God subdued Jabin the king of Canaan before the children of Israel on that day. The hand of the children of Israel prevailed more and more against Jabin the king of Canaan, until they had destroyed Jabin king of Canaan. Chapter 5 Then Deborah and Barak the son of Abinoam sang on that day, saying, Because the leaders took the lead in Israel, because the people offered themselves willingly, be blessed, Yahweh. Hear, you kings, give ear, you princes. I, even I, will sing to Yahweh. I will sing praise to Yahweh, the God of Israel. Yahweh, when you went out of Seir, when you marched out of the field of Edom, the earth trembled, the sky also dropped. Yes, the clouds dropped water, the mountains quaked at Yahweh's presence. Even Sinai at the presence of Yahweh, the God of Israel. In the days of Shamgar, the son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were unoccupied, the travelers walked through byways, the rulers ceased in Israel, they ceased until I, Deborah, arose, until I arose a mother in Israel. They chose new gods, then war was in the gates. Was there a shield or spear seen among forty thousand in Israel? My heart is toward the governors of Israel, who offered themselves willingly among the people. Bless Yahweh. Speak, you who ride on white donkeys, you who sit on rich carpets, and you who walk by the way, far from the noise of archers, in the places of drawing water. There they will rehearse Yahweh's righteous acts, the righteous acts of his rule in Israel. Then Yahweh's people went down to the gates. Awake, awake, Deborah, awake, utter a song. Arise, Barak, and lead away your captives, you son of Abinoam. Then a remnant of the nobles and the people came down. Yahweh came down from me amongst the mighty. Those whose roots is in Amalek came out of Ephraim. After you, Benjamin, among your peoples. Governors came down out of Maker. Those who handle the martial staff came out of Zebulun. The princes of Issachar were with Deborah. As was Issachar, so was Barak. They rushed into the valley at his feet. By the watercourses of Reuben, there was great resolves of heart. Why did you sit among the sheepfolds to hear the whistling for the flocks at the watercourses of Reuben? There were great searchings of heart. Gilead lived beyond the Jordan. Why did Dan remain in ships? Asher sat still at the haven of the sea and lived by his creeks. Zebulun was a people that jeopardized their lives to the death, Naphtali also on the high places of the field. The kings came and fought. Then the kings of Canaan fought at Taanach by the waters of Megiddo. They took no plunder of silver. From the sky the stars fought. From their courses they fought against Sisera. The river Kishon swept them away. That ancient river, the river Kishon. My soul... March on with strength. 
Then the horse hooves stamped because of the prancing, the prancing of their strong ones. Curse Miraz, said Yahweh's angel. Curse bitterly its inhabitants, because they didn't come to help Yahweh, to help Yahweh against the mighty. Jael shall be blessed among women, the wife of Heber the Kenite. Blessed shall she be above women in the tent. He asked for water. She gave him milk. She brought him butter in a lordly dish. She put her hand to the tent peg and her right hand to the workman's hammer. With the hammer she struck Sisera. She struck through his head. Yes, she pierced and struck through his temples. At her feet he bowed. He fell. He lay. At her feet he bowed. He fell. Where he bowed, there he fell, down dead. Through the windows she looked out and cried. Sisera's mother looked through the lattice. Why is his chariot so long in coming? Why do the wheels of his chariots wait? Her wise ladies answer her. Yes, she returned answer to herself. Have they not found? Have they not divided the plunder? A lady, two ladies to every man. To Sisera, a plunder of dyed garments, a plunder of dyed garments embroidered, of dyed garments embroidered on both sides, on the necks of the plunder. So let all your enemies perish, Yahweh, but let those who love him be as the sun which rises in its strength. Then the land had rest forty years. Chapter 6 the children of Israel did that which was evil in Yahweh's sight, so Yahweh delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. The hand of Midian prevailed against Israel, and because of Midian the children of Israel made themselves the dens which are in the mountains, the caves, and the strongholds. So it was when Israel had sown that the Midianites, the Amalekites, and the children of the east came up against them. They encamped against them and destroyed the increase of the earth until you come to Gaza. They left no sustenance in Israel, and no sheep, ox, or donkey, for they came up with their livestock and their tents. They came in as locusts for multitude. Both they and their camels were without number, and they came into the land to destroy it. Israel was brought very low because of Midian, and the children of Israel cried to Yahweh. When the children of Israel cried to Yahweh because of Midian, Yahweh sent a prophet to the children of Israel, and he said to them, Yahweh, the God of Israel, says, I brought you up from Egypt and brought you out of the house of bondage. I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all who oppressed you and drove them out from before you and gave you their land. I said to you, I am Yahweh your God. You shall not fear the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But you have not listened to my voice. Yahweh's angel came and sat under the oak, which was in Ophrah, that belonged to Joash the Abizarite. His son Gideon was beating out wheat in the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. Yahweh's angel appeared to him and said to him, Yahweh is with you, you mighty man of valor. Gideon said to him, O oh, my lord, if Yahweh is with us, why then has all this happened to us? Where are all his wondrous works which our fathers told us of, saying, Didn't Yahweh bring us up from Egypt? But now Yahweh has cast us off, and delivered us into the hand of Midian. Yahweh looked at him and said, Go in this your might, and save Israel from the hand of Midian. Haven't I sent you? He said to him, 
O Lord, how shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is the poorest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. Yahweh said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall strike the Midianites as one man. He said to him, If now I have found favor in your sight, then show me a sign that it is you who talk with me. Please, don't go away until I come to you and bring out my present and lay it before you. He said, I will wait until you come back. Gideon went in and prepared a young goat and unleavened cakes of an ephah of meal. He put the meat in a basket, and he put the broth in a pot, and brought it out to him under the oak and presented it. The angel of God said to him, Take the meat and the unleavened cakes, and lay them on this rock, and pour out the broth. He did so. Then Yahweh's angel stretched out the end of the staff that was in his hand, and touched the meat and the unleavened cakes, and fire went up out of the rock, and consumed the meat and the unleavened cakes. Then Yahweh's angel departed out of his sight. Gideon saw that he was Yahweh's angel, and Gideon said, Alas, Lord Yahweh, because I have seen Yahweh's angel face to face. Yahweh said to him, Peace be to you, don't be afraid, you shall not die. Then Gideon built an altar there to Yahweh, and called it, Yahweh is peace. To this day it is still an Ophrah of the Abizrites. That same night Yahweh said to him, Take your father's bull, even the second bull, seven years old, and throw down the altar of Baal that your father has, and cut down the Asherah that is by it. Then build an altar to Yahweh your God on the top of this stronghold, in an orderly way, and take the second bull, and offer a burnt offering with the wood of the Asherah, which you shall cut down. Then Gideon took ten men of his servants, and did as Yahweh had spoken to him. Because he feared his father's household and the men of the city, he could not do it by day, but he did it by night. When the men of the city arose early in the morning, behold, the altar of Baal was broken down, and the Asher was cut down that was by it, and the second bull was offered on the altar that was built. They said to one another, Who has done this thing? When they inquired and asked, they said, Gideon the son of Joash has done this thing. Then the men of the city said to Joash, Bring out your son that he may die, because he has broken down the altar of Baal, and because he has cut down the Asherah that was by it. Joash said to all who stood against him, Will you contend for Baal, or will you save him? He who will contend for him, let him be put to death by morning. If he is a god, let him contend for himself, because someone has broken down his altar. Therefore on that day he named him Jerubbaal, saying, Let Baal contend against him because he has broken down his altar. Then all the Midianites and the Amalekites and the children of the east assembled themselves together, and they passed over and encamped in the valley of Jezreel. Yahweh's spirit came on Gideon, and he blew a trumpet, and Abizar was gathered together to follow him. He sent messengers throughout all Manasseh, and they also were gathered together to follow him. He sent messengers to Asher and to Zebulun and to Naphtali, and they came up to meet them. Gideon said to God, If you will save Israel by my hand as you have spoken, behold, I will put a fleece of wool on the threshing floor. If there is dew on the fleece only, and it is dry on all the ground, then I'll know that you will save Israel by my hand as you have spoken. It was so, for he rose up early on the next day, and pressed the fleece together, and wrung the dew out of the fleece, a bowl full of water. Gideon said to God, don't let your anger be kindled against me, and I will speak but this once. 
Please, let me make a trial just this once with the fleece. Let it now be dry only on the fleece, and on all the ground let there be dew. God did so that night, for it was dry on the fleece only, and there was dew on all the ground. Chapter 7 Then Jeroboam, who is Gideon, and all the people who were with him, rose up early and encamped beside the spring of Herod. Midian's camp was on the north side of them, by the hill of Morah in the valley. Yahweh said to Gideon, The people who are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hand, lest Israel brag against me, saying, My own hand has saved me. Now therefore proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, Whoever is fearful and trembling, let him return and depart from Mount Gilead. So twenty-two thousand of the people returned, and ten thousand remained. Yahweh said to Gideon, There are still too many people. Bring them down to the water, and I will test them for you there. It shall be that those whom I tell you, This shall go with you, shall go with you. And whoever I tell you, This shall not go with you, shall not go. So he brought down the people to the water. And Yahweh said to Gideon, Everyone who laps of the water with his tongue like a dog laps, you shall set him by himself. Likewise, everyone who bows down on his knees to drink. The number of those who lapped, putting their hand to their mouth, was three hundred men. But all the rest of the people bowed down their knees to drink water. Yahweh said to Gideon, I will save you by the three hundred men who lapped, and deliver the Midianites into your hand. Let all the other people go, each to his place. So the people took food in their hand and their trumpets, and he sent all the rest of the men of Israel to their own tents, but retained the three hundred men, and the camp of Midian was beneath him in the valley. That same night Yahweh said to him, Arise, go down into the camp, for I have delivered it into your hand. But if you are afraid to go down, go with Pura, your servant, down to the camp. You will hear what they say, and afterward your hands will be strengthened to go down into the camp. Then he went down with Pura his servant to the outermost part of the armed men who were in the camp. The Midianites and the Amalekites and all the children of the east lay along in the valley like locusts for multitude, and their camels were without number, as the sand which is on the seashore for multitude. When Gideon had come, behold, there was a man telling a dream to his fellow. He said, Behold, I dreamed a dream, and behold, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian, came to the tent and struck it, so that it fell and turned it upside down, so that the tent lay flat. His fellow answered, This is nothing other than the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. God has delivered Midian into his hand with all the army. It was so when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and its interpretation that he worshipped. Then he returned into the camp of Israel and said, Arise, for Yahweh has delivered the army of Midian into your hand. He divided the three hundred men into three companies, and he put into the hands of all of them trumpets and empty pitchers with torches within the pitchers. He said to them, Watch me and do likewise. Behold, when I come to the outermost part of the camp, it shall be that as I do, so you shall do. When I blow the trumpet, I and all who are with me, then blow the trumpets also on every side of all the camp, and shout, For the Lord and for Gideon! So Gideon and the hundred men who were with him came to the outermost part of the camp in the beginning of the middle watch, when they had but newly set the watch. Then they blew the trumpets and broke in pieces the pitchers that were in their hands. The three companies blew the trumpets, broke the pitchers, and held the torches in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands with which to blow. And they shouted, 
the sword of Yahweh and of Gideon. They each stood in his place around the camp, and all the army ran, and they shouted and put them to flight. They blew the three hundred trumpets, and Yahweh set every man's sword against his fellow and against all the army, and the army fled as far as Beth-shetah, toward Zerah, as far as the border of Abel-Meholah by Taboth. The men of Israel were gathered together out of Naphtali, out of Asher, and out of all Manasseh, and pursued Midian. Gideon sent messengers throughout all the hill country of Ephraim, saying, Come down against Midian, and take the waters before them as far as Beth-berah, even the Jordan. So all the men of Ephraim were gathered together, and took the waters as far as Beth-berah, even the Jordan. They took the two princes of Midian, Oreb and Zeb. They killed Oreb at Oreb's rock, and Zeb they killed at Zeb's winepress, as they pursued Midian. Then they brought the heads of Oreb and Zeb to Gideon, beyond the Jordan. Chapter 8 The men of Ephraim said to him, Why have you treated us this way, that you didn't call us when you went to fight with Midian? They rebuked him sharply. He said to them, What have I now done in comparison with you? Isn't the gleaning of the grapes of Ephraim better than the vintage of Abizir? God has delivered into your hand the princes of Midian, Oreb, and Zeb. What was I able to do in comparison with you? Then their anger was abated toward him when he had said that. Gideon came to the Jordan and passed over, he and the three hundred men who were with him, faint yet pursuing. He said to the men of Succoth, Please give loaves of bread to the people who follow me, for they are faint, and I am pursuing after Zeba and Zalmunna, the kings of Midian. The princes of Succoth said, Are the hands of Zeba and Zalmunna now in your hand, that we should give bread to your army? Gideon said, Therefore, when Yahweh has delivered Zeba and Zalmunna into my hand, then I will tear your flesh with the thorns of the wilderness and with briars. He went up there to Penuel, and spoke to them in the same way. And the men of Penuel answered him as the men of Succoth had answered. He spoke also to the men of Penuel, saying, When I come again in peace, I will break down this tower. Now Zeba and Zalmunna were in Karkor, and their armies with them, about fifteen thousand men, all who were left of all the army of the children of the east. For there fell one hundred twenty thousand men who drew sword. Gideon went up by the way of those who lived in tents, on the east of Noba in Jogbaha, and struck the army, for the army felt secure. Zeba and Zalmunna fled, and he pursued them. He took the two kings of Midian, Zeba and Zalmunna, and confused all the army. Gideon the son of Joash returned from the battle, from the ascent of Herez. He caught a young man of the men of Succoth, and inquired of him, and he described for him the princes of Succoth and its elders, seventy-seven men. He came to the men of Succoth and said, See, Zeba and Zalmunna, concerning whom you taunted me, saying, Are the hands of Zeba and Zalmunna now in your hand, that we should give bread to your men who are weary? He took the elders of the city, and thorns of the wilderness and briars, and with them he taught the men of Succoth. He broke down the tower of Penuel and killed the men of the city. Then he said to Zeba and Zalmunna, What kind of men were they whom you killed at Tabor? They answered, they were like you, they all resembled the children of a king. He said, They were my brothers, the sons of my mother. As Yahweh lives, if you had saved them alive, I would not kill you. He said to Jether, his firstborn, Get up and kill them. But the youth didn't draw his sword, for he was afraid, because he was yet a youth. 
Then Ziba and Zalmunna said, You rise and fall on us, for as the man is, so is his strength. Gideon arose and killed Ziba and Zalmunna, and took the crescents that were on their camels' necks. Then the men of Israel said to Gideon, Rule over us, both you, your son, and your son's son, for you have saved us out of the hand of Midian. Gideon said to them, I will not rule over you, neither shall my son rule over you. Yahweh shall rule over you. Gideon said to them, I do have a request that you each give me the earrings of his plunder. For they had golden earrings because they were Ishmaelites. They answered, We will willingly give them. They spread a garment, and every man threw the earrings of his plunder into it. The weight of the golden earrings that he requested was one thousand and seven hundred shekels of gold, in addition to the crescents and the pendants and the purple clothing that was on the kings of Midian, and in addition to the chains that were about their camels' necks. Gideon made an ephod out of it and put it in Ophrah, his city. Then all Israel played the prostitute with it there, and it became a snare to Gideon and to his house. So Midian was subdued before the children of Israel, and they lifted up their heads no more. The land had rest forty years in the days of Gideon. Jeroboam, the son of Joash, went and lived in his own house. Gideon had seventy sons conceived from his body, for he had many wives. His concubine, who was in Shechem, also bore him a son, and he named him Abimelech. Gideon, the son of Joash, died in a good old age, and was buried in the tomb of Joash his father in Ophrah of the Abizarites. As soon as Gideon was dead, the children of Israel turned again and played the prostitute, following the Baals, and made Baal Berith their god. The children of Israel didn't remember Yahweh their god, who had delivered them out of the hand of their enemies on every side. Neither did they show kindness to the house of Jeroboam, that is, Gideon, according to all the goodness which he had shown to Israel. Chapter 9 Abimelech, the son of Jeroboam, went to Shechem to his mother's brothers, and spoke with them, and with all the family of the house of his mother's father, saying, Please speak in the ears of all the men of Shechem. Is it better for you that all the sons of Jeroboam, who are seventy persons, rule over you, or that one rule over you? Remember also that I am your bone and your flesh. His mother's brothers spoke of him in the ears of all the men of Shechem all these words. Their hearts inclined to follow Abimelech, for they said, He is our brother. They gave him seventy pieces of silver out of the house of Baal Bereth, with which Abimelech hired vain and reckless fellows who followed him. He went to his father's house at Ophrah, and killed his brothers, the sons of Jeroboam, being seventy persons on one stone. But Jotham, the youngest son of Jeroboam, was left, for he hid himself. All the men of Shechem assembled themselves together with all the house of Milo, and went and made Abimelech king by the oak of the pillar that was in Shechem. When they told it to Jotham, he went and stood on the top of Mount Gerizim, and lifted up his voice, and cried out, and said to them, Listen to me, you men of Shechem, that God may listen to you. The trees set out to anoint a king over themselves. They said to the olive tree, Reign over us. But the olive tree said to them, Should I stop producing my oil, with which they honor God, and man by me, and go to wave back and forth over the trees? The trees said to the fig tree, Come and reign over us. But the fig tree said to them, Should I leave my sweetness and my good fruit, and go to wave back and forth over the trees? The trees said to the vine, Come and reign over us. 
the vine said to them should i leave my new wine which cheers god and man and go to wave back and forth over the trees then all the trees said to the bramble come and reign over us the bramble said to the trees if in truth you anoint me king over you then come and take refuge in my shade and if not let fire come out of the bramble and devour the cedars of lebanon now therefore if you have dealt truly and righteously in that you have made abimelech king and if you have dealt well with jerobeel and his house and have done to him according to the deserving of his hands for my father fought for you risked his life and delivered you out of the hand of midian and you have risen up against my father's house today and have slain his sons seventy persons on one stone and have made abimelech the son of his female servant king over the men of shechem because he is your brother if you then have dealt truly and righteously with jerobeel and with his house today then rejoice in abimelech and let him also rejoice in you but if not let fire come out from abimelech and devour the men of shechem and the house of Milo, and let fire come out from the men of Shechem, and from the house of Milo, and devour Abimelech. Jotham ran away and fled, and went to Beer, and lived there, for fear of Abimelech his brother. Abimelech was prince over Israel three years. Then God sent an evil spirit between Abimelech and the men of Shechem, and the men of Shechem dealt treacherously with Abimelech, that the violence done to the seventy sons of Jeroboam might come and that their blood might be laid on Abimelech, their brother, who killed them, and on the men of Shechem, who strengthened his hands to kill his brothers. The men of Shechem set an ambush for him on the tops of the mountains, and they robbed all who came along that way by them, and Abimelech was told about it. Gal, the son of Ebed, came with his brothers and went over to Shechem, and the men of Shechem put their trust in him. They went out into the field, harvested their vineyards, trod the grapes, celebrated, and went into the house of their god, and ate, and drank, and cursed Abimelech. Gal, the son of Ebed, said, Who is Abimelech, and who is Shechem, that we should serve him? Isn't he the son of Jerobal? Isn't Zebul his officer? Serve the men of Hamor, the father of Shechem. But why should we serve him? I wish that this people were under my hand. Then I would remove Abimelech. He said to Abimelech, Increase your army and come out. When Zebul, the ruler of the city, heard the words of Gaal, the son of Ebed, his anger burned. He sent messengers to Abimelech craftily, saying, Behold, Gaal, the son of Ebed, and his brothers have come to Shechem, and behold, they incite the city against you. Now therefore, go up by night, you and the people who are with you, and lie in wait in the field. It shall be that in the morning, as soon as the sun is up, you shall rise early and rush on the city. Behold, when he and the people who are with him come out against you, then you may do to them as you shall find occasion. Abimelech rose up and all the people who were with him by night, and they laid wait against Shechem in four companies. Gaal the son of Ebed went out and stood in the entrance of the gate of the city. Abimelech rose up and the people who were with him from the ambush. When Gaal saw the people, he said to Zebul, Behold, people are coming down from the tops of the mountains. Zebul said to him, You see the shadows of the mountains as if they were men. Gaal spoke again and said, Behold, people are coming down in the middle of the land, and one company comes by the way of the oak of Maonanim. Then Zebul said to him, Now where is your mouth that you said, Who is Abimelech that we should serve him? Isn't this the people that you have despised? 
Please go out now and fight with them. Gao went out before the men of Shechem and fought with Abimelech. Abimelech chased him, and he fled before him, and many fell wounded, even to the entrance of the gate. Abimelech lived at Arumah, and Zebul drove out Gal and his brothers, that they should not dwell in Shechem. On the next day the people went out into the field, and they told Abimelech. He took the people and divided them into three companies, and laid wait in the field. And he looked, and behold, the people came out of the city. So he rose up against them and struck them. Abimelech and the companies that were with him rushed forward and stood in the entrance of the gate of the city, and the two companies rushed on all who were in the field and struck them. Abimelech fought against the city all that day, and he took the city and killed the people in it. He beat down the city and sowed it with salt. When all the men of the tower of Shechem heard of it, they entered into the stronghold of the house of Elberith. Abimelech was told that all the men of the tower of Shechem were gathered together. Abimelech went up to Mount Zalman, he and all the people who were with him, and Abimelech took an axe in his hand, and cut down a bough from the trees, and took it up and laid it on his shoulder. Then he said to the people who were with him, What you have seen me do, make haste and do as I have done. All the people likewise each cut down his bough, followed Abimelech, and put them at the base of the stronghold, and set the stronghold on fire over them, so that all the people of the tower of Shechem died also, about a thousand men and women. Then Abimelech went to Thebes and encamped against Thebes and took it. But there was a strong tower within the city, and all the men and women of the city fled there and shut themselves in, and went up to the roof of the tower. Abimelech came to the tower and fought against it, and came near to the door of the tower to burn it with fire. A certain woman cast an upper millstone on Abimelech's head and broke his skull. Then he called hastily to the young man, his armor-bearer, and said to him, Draw your sword and kill me, that men not say of me, A woman killed him. His young man thrust him through, and he died. When the men of Israel saw that Abimelech was dead, they each departed to his place. Thus God repaid the wickedness of Abimelech, which he did to his father in killing his seventy brothers. And God repaid the wickedness of the men of Shechem on their heads. And the curse of Jotham, the son of Jeroboam, came on them. Chapter 10 After Abimelech, Tola, the son of Pua, the son of Dodo, a man of Issachar, arose to save Israel. He lived in Shamer, in the hill country of Ephraim. He judged Israel twenty-three years, and died, and was buried in Shamer. After him, Jair, the Gileadite, arose. He judged Israel twenty-two years. He had thirty sons who rode on thirty donkey colts. They had thirty cities, which are called Havath Jair to this day, which are in the land of Gilead. Jair died and was buried in Camon. The children of Israel again did that which was evil in Yahweh's sight, and served the Baals, the Ashtaroth, the gods of Syria, the gods of Sidon, the gods of Moab, the gods of the children of Ammon, and the gods of the Philistines. They abandoned Yahweh and didn't serve him. Yahweh's anger burned against Israel. And he sold them into the hand of the Philistines, and into the hand of the children of Ammon. They troubled and oppressed the children of Israel that year. For eighteen years they oppressed all the children of Israel that were beyond the Jordan in the land of the Amorites, which is in Gilead. The children of Ammon passed over the Jordan to fight also against Judah, and against Benjamin, and against the house of Ephraim, so that Israel was very distressed. The children of Israel cried at Yahweh, saying, We have sinned against you even because we have forsaken our God and have served the Baals. Yahweh said to the children of Israel, 
Didn't I save you from the Egyptians, and from the Amorites, and from the children of Ammon, and from the Philistines? The Sidonians also, and the Amalekites, and the Maonites oppressed you, and you cried to me, and I saved you out of their hand. Yet you have forsaken me and served other gods. Therefore I will save you no more. Go and cry to the gods which you have chosen. Let them save you in the time of your distress. The children of Israel said to Yahweh, We have sinned. Do to us whatever seems good to you. Only deliver us, please, today. They put away the foreign gods from among them and served Yahweh, and his soul was grieved for the misery of Israel. Then the children of Ammon were gathered together and encamped in Gilead. The children of Israel assembled themselves together and encamped in Mizpah. The people, the princes of Gilead, said to one another, Who is the man who will begin to fight against the children of Ammon? He shall be head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. Chapter 11 Now Jephthah the Gileadite was a mighty man of valor. He was the son of a prostitute. Gilead became the father of Jephthah. Gilead's wife bore him sons. When his wife's sons grew up, they drove Jephthah out and said to him, You will not inherit in our father's house, for you are the son of another woman. Then Jephthah fled from his brothers and lived in the land of Tob. Outlaws joined up with Jephthah, and they went out with him. After a while, the children of Ammon made war against Israel. When the children of Ammon made war against Israel, the elders of Gilead went to get Jephthah out of the land of Tob. They said to Jephthah, Come and be our chief, that we may fight with the children of Ammon. Jephthah said to the elders of Gilead, Didn't you hate me, and drive me out of my father's house? Why have you come to me now, when you are in distress? The elders of Gilead said to Jephthah, Therefore we have turned again to you now, that you may go with us and fight with the children of Ammon. You will be our head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. Jephthah said to the elders of Gilead, If you bring me home again to fight with the children of Ammon, and Yahweh delivers them before me, will I be your head? The elders of Gilead said to Jephthah, Yahweh will be witness between us. Surely we will do what you say. Then Jephthah went with the elders of Gilead, and the people made him head and chief over them. Jephthah spoke all his words before Yahweh in Mizpah. Jephthah sent messengers to the king of the children of Ammon, saying, What do you have to do with me, that you have come to me to fight against my land? The king of the children of Ammon answered the messengers of Jephthah, Because Israel took away my land when he came out of Egypt, from the Arnon even to the Jabbok and to the Jordan, now therefore restore that territory again peaceably. Jephthah sent messengers again to the king of the children of Ammon, and he said to him, Jephthah says, Israel didn't take away the land of Moab, nor the land of the children of Ammon. But when they came up from Egypt, and Israel went through the wilderness to the Red Sea and came to Kadesh, then Israel sent messengers to the king of Edom, saying, Please let me pass through your land. But the king of Edom didn't listen. In the same way, he sent to the king of Moab, but he refused. So Israel stayed in Kadesh. Then they went through the wilderness, and went around the land of Edom and the land of Moab, and came by the east side of the land of Moab, and they encamped on the other side of the Arnon, but they didn't come within the border of Moab, for the Arnon was the border of Moab. Israel sent messengers to Sihon, king of the Amorites, the king of Heshbon, and Israel said to him, Please let us pass through your land to my place. But Sihon didn't trust Israel to pass through his border, but Sihon gathered all his people together and encamped in Jahaz and fought against Israel. Yahweh the God of Israel delivered Sihon and all his people 
into the hand of Israel, and they struck him. So Israel possessed all the land of the Amorites, the inhabitants of that country. They possessed all the border of the Amorites, from the Arnon even to the Jabbok, and from the wilderness even to the Jordan. So now, Yahweh, the God of Israel, has dispossessed the Amorites from before his people Israel. And should you possess them? Won't you possess that which Chemosh, your God, gives you to possess? So whatever Yahweh, our God, has dispossessed from before us, them will we possess. Now, are you anything better than Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab? Did he ever strive against Israel, or did he ever fight against them? Israel lived in Heshbon and its towns, and in Arawer and its towns, and in all the cities that are along the side of the Arnon for three hundred years. Why didn't you recover them within that time? Therefore, I have not sinned against you, but you do me wrong to war against me. May Yahweh the judge be judged today between the children of Israel and the children of Ammon. However, the king of the children of Ammon didn't listen to the words of Jephthah which he sent him. Then Yahweh's spirit came on Jephthah, and he passed over Gilead and Manasseh, and came over Mizpah of Gilead, and from Mizpah of Gilead he passed over to the children of Ammon. Jephthah vowed a vow to Yahweh and said, If you will indeed deliver the children of Ammon into my hand, then it shall be that whatever comes out of the door of my house to meet me when I return in peace from the children of Ammon, it shall be Yahweh's, and I will offer it up for a burnt offering. So Jephthah passed over to the children of Ammon to fight against them, and Yahweh delivered them into his hand. He struck them from Arawer until you come to Mineth, even twenty cities, and to Abel Karamim with a very great slaughter. So the children of Ammon were subdued before the children of Israel. Jephthah came to Mizpah to his house, and behold, his daughter came out to meet him with tambourines and with dances. She was his only child. Besides her, he had neither son nor daughter. When he saw her, he tore his clothes and said, Alas, my daughter, you have brought me very low, and you are one of those who trouble me, for I have opened my mouth to Yahweh, and I can't go back. She said to him, My father, you have opened your mouth to Yahweh. Do to me according to that which has proceeded out of your mouth, because Yahweh has taken vengeance for you on your enemies, even on the children of Ammon. Then she said to her father, Let this thing be done for me. Leave me alone two months, that I may depart and go down on the mountains, and bewail my virginity, I and my companions. He said to her, Go. He sent her away for two months, and she departed, she and her companions, and mourned her virginity on the mountains. At the end of two months she returned to her father, who did with her according to his vow which he had vowed. She was a virgin. It became a custom in Israel that the daughters of Israel went yearly to celebrate the daughter of Jephthah the Gileadite four days in a year. Chapter 12 The men of Ephraim were gathered together and passed northward, and they said to Jephthah, Why did you pass over to fight against the children of Ammon and didn't call us to go with you? We will burn your house around you with fire. Jephthah said to them, I and my people were at great strife with the children of Ammon, and when I called you, you didn't save me out of their hand. When I saw that you didn't save me, I put my life in my hand and passed over against the children of Ammon, and Yahweh delivered them into my hand. Why then have you come up to me today to fight against me? Then Jephthah gathered together all the men of Gilead and fought with Ephraim. The men of Gilead struck Ephraim because they said, 
You are fugitives of Ephraim, you Gileadites, in the middle of Ephraim, and in the middle of Manasseh. The Gileadites took the fords of the Jordan against the Ephraimites. Whenever a fugitive of Ephraim said, Let me go over, the men of Gilead said to him, Are you an Ephraimite? If he said, No, then they said to him, Now say, Shibboleth. And he said, Sibboleth, for he couldn't manage to pronounce it correctly. Then they seized him and killed him at the fords of the Jordan. At that time, 42,000 of Ephraim fell. Jephthah judged Israel six years. Then Jephthah the Gileadite died and was buried in the cities of Gilead. After him, Ibzan of Bethlehem judged Israel. He had thirty sons. He sent his thirty daughters outside his clan, and he brought in thirty daughters from outside his clan for his sons. He judged Israel seven years. Ibzan died and was buried at Bethlehem. After him, Elon the Zebulonite judged Israel, and he judged Israel ten years. Elon the Zebulonite died and was buried in Ijalon in the land of Zebulun. After him, Abdon the son of Hillel the Parathonite judged Israel. He had forty sons and thirty sons' sons who rode on seventy donkey colts. He judged Israel eight years. Abdon the son of Hillel the Parathonite died and was buried in Parathon in the land of Ephraim in the hill country of the Amalekites. Well, that's our reading for this week. I look forward to reading with you again next week.